You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. The global stocks uh, again hitting a record high today and taking all of that in their stride. Oil rising too as markets are, are shrugging off concerns about rising inflation and are looking ahead to US data later in the week that really should offer a major clue on the health of the, the world's largest economy. Uh, on the JSE we had uh, a pretty good day up 1.4% in the day just a shade under 69,000 points 68,922 on the Aussie. The Rand, bit of a seesaw around uh, a level it's been stuck at for a couple of days, 1377 currently, sort of flat on the day. Uh, but the big story uh, is undoubtedly the rise in oil prices uh, and we are also seeing uh, a bit of a rebound in resources as well following a sell-off last week. Rob Tawell, Portfolio Manager at Sassman Securities and Carolyn Kremen, Portfolio Manager at AdviceWorks, have your view from the market. Before we talk about today, Carolyn, uh, maybe we just need to look in the rearview mirror a little bit. Pinch and a punch for the first of the month. We can do a, a proper wrap of May now. And the numbers are pretty impressive. Uh, the resources index up 17% year-to-date. Uh, the JSE overall 14%. Uh, what really stood out for you in May? I think it was the brand <laughs> more, more than anything else. I think, you know, it, 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 I think it surprised a lot of people, you know, where we're trading at at the moment. You know, unfortunately for the, for the JSE, despite the fact that our indices were up, um, you know, strong hand doesn't really help us, you know, because um quarter of our, our index is um is is ten cents in our span and the other quarter are our commodities. So it's actually surprising that um the market did quite well. But we've been helped, um, uh, because financials finally started to to pick up um energy sassel helped us as well and you're starting to see some of those consumer staples recover as well. Um and of course NASPAS was a neat detractor from that because mm. obviously because of the strong rain and because of the, you know, the weakness we saw in Pinkpink. Well, not surprising to see that uh, Brent crude is up year-to-date 35.3% and uh, a strong driver of what we're seeing in Sassel at the moment. Uh, Brent crude up 2% today to uh, poke its head above $70 a barrel. Rob, how sustainable is that level? Um, I think it is sustainable. I think, uh, you know, OPEC uh, need a price of $70. I know that... Uh, you know, Kuwait needs uh, $70 per barrel to balance their books on their side. So I don't think they're going to push too much extra extra volume through and uh, production through. So I think it is sustainable at 70 at $70. Um, so I think we can get used to, a, you know, a higher petrol price, you know, depending on where the rand grows, go, goes from here. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely sustainable at $70. That's as we are expecting a slight decrease in the petrol price tomorrow, thanks to that strong rand, uh, but slight increase in the diesel price, which is not good news for all of you diesel-guzzling SUV drivers, uh, me included, as I look forward to a week driving through the Kruger Park. We'll, we'll take it slow, I promise. The, the New Zealand 50 was uh, the worst performing market year to date, uh, according to my calculations, or is, I should say, down 6.8%. Any idea why? What's going on in New Zealand, Carolyn? 
And I'll be honest with you, I absolutely have no idea. This is one of the markets that, that completely falls off, off the radar. I, I mean, I can speculate and maybe you've got a better idea. It is very, very closely uh, related to China, to what, what happens there. Mm. Um, so it, it could possibly do with me. What an arbitrary market, oh my God. <laughs> I, I had to pull out one from the left field just to surprise you, Carolyn. Rob? I was just thinking, did they have financials and milk? <laughs> Strong agricultural uh, economy, yeah. most definitely. Yeah. Uh, private equity investing in the All Blacks, all that kind of thing. Uh, there's pretty much only two games in New Zealand. It is agriculture and rugby, isn't it? Rob, any idea uh, bringing you in why the, the NZX50 is down 6.8% here today? No, not really. I mean, I think you know there's a commodity cycle at the moment. And uh, when it comes to hard commodities, they don't have any there. Um, you know, so yeah, they're not they're not participating in that sector. On the agri side, agri worldwide has actually been very very good, um, but maybe because of uh, COVID etc., they're not exporting as much um, you know, meat etc. out of out of uh, New Zealand. So maybe that's why. But you know, it's not a commodity play like Australia, and uh, maybe that's why it's a bit down. But it's not a market that we look at mm. uh, at all, really. <laughs> not not one we look at either. That's why uh, I was rather surprised. I'm going to have to find out. Pick up the phone to Lister Mainties. With the time difference, we don't chat often enough, but he's based in New Zealand now. Uh, he can uh, surely shed some light on what's going on down under to our Kiwi friends. Uh, we know what's going on in South Africa, Carolyn. If you look at the unemployment rate, we mm-hmm. are seriously heading for trouble. 32.6%. That's an all-time high at the official level. Unofficially, it's north of 40%. And at the youth level, it's over 70%. This is, I mean, it's beyond a crisis. We say it every time. Uh, when are we going to start seeing a, a, a stemming of the bleeding, so to speak? Yeah. So uh, I must be honest with you, I'm kind of pessimistic about that. I don't see that anytime soon. Um, you know, you think what you said at the top of the show, it's been a very unequal recovery. And unfortunately, from South Africa's point of view, we have not spent enough on education. Um, we have people who are not equipped to take advantage of, of the, the, the new service economy. So it's, I really think that if we're going to turn this around, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's something that's going to take a generation. Especially now that ESCOM really can't keep the lights on. Oh. So, you know, that does actually, um, that doesn't help um, any type of industrials, um, which would employ um, people of, of the skill level, you know, actually make a profit. And, and, and people yeah. to actually want to establish those types of businesses or in the service industry, your restaurants. Um, you know, who could employ you can employ some of these unemployed. It's just not good news. Not good news, and we also have in the public sector a generation at risk of being left even further behind because of COVID, because they're still only attending school uh, two days uh, of the week because of the stranglehold that SATU has over the, the public education system. Uh, Rob, let's move on to uh, some more market news. Uh, Alex Forbes trading update. Taking a big after being ordered to pay a 1.2 billion rand fine here by UK authorities. Uh, what is this in relation to? So this, unfortunately for the new CEO, is something that happened uh, at least six years ago, I think, um, when they sold uh, a business in the UK. Uh, it was an advice business, and they've come back now to say that that advice that was given to clients was incorrect, and they're fining them for it, but it was uh, a good few years ago. Um, when was they that sold under that business. Ke- Edward Keysweater's uh, tenure? 
that's possible that it could have been under his tenure. Uh, so the new CEO, which has done quite a good job to uh, to to get the the business running now, is obviously have to take it onto his plate. And it just shows you how difficult it is for South African companies to go offshore. And also, you know, the regulators when they do find overseas really find a lot, and obviously in the hard currency. So that put a big dampener uh, on their earnings. So uh, they'll have to pay that fine and then move forward. At least at least a, a once-off uh, payment. And once they're done, you know, they, they can move on with the rest of their business. But uh, unfortunate for them, as it was something that happened a good couple of years ago. Mm, yeah, much like uh, what we see with uh, EOH and Stephen Van Collar try to turn things around uh, and clean up uh, all the mess that didn't happen under his watch. They've just got to take it on the chin because they, the, the, the current management team, as uh, it so happens in, in mining, if you're the current DG or you're the current minister, you've got to take it on the chin that many of the issues that we talk about that uh, impact on the lack of exploration and junior mining in South Africa didn't happen under their watch. But they are now tasked with fixing it. And it was interesting in the opening session of the Junior in Darba today to hear the Director General, Tabo McQuena, addressing some of these pressing concerns. There's a backlog, uh, Carolyn, of 5,000 mining and prospecting rights. 5,000. How does it get to that point? But there is light. A little sliver, a glimmer of light. Uh, there was a commitment by the DG that requests for proposals on a new electronic mineral application system, the, the cadastral system as we know it around the world, is going to be issued before the 12th of June. I'm not going to hold my breath. You know, I would actually be a little bit more optimistic about this. I think there is a drive, or there is quite a realisation um, within the government that, you know, they need to do something about jobs. And um, and to do that, the best case to target is, is really a mining industry where there's a lot of intellectual capital already sitting. So I do think it is a priority with them. Um, and I'm hearing good things about the new tender process and, you know, the fact that people are a little bit more serious about that. You know, I wouldn't say the corruption is under control, but it's certainly less overt than it was. So, um, you and I can take a bet on that. Happily. <laughs> I, I'm going to get for a change. I'm going to give someone the benefit of the doubt. What, are, what are we putting on the line? <laughs> a, a bottle of seriously old dirt from Villa Fonte will do it. Are you going to take the bet, Carolyn? Rob, you see the bet? Uh, yeah, baby. Super. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Fantastic. <laughs> Carolyn Grimmett, Portfolio Manager at AdviceWorks, and Rob Tywell, Portfolio Manager at Sassman Securities. The bet is that we won't see this uh, this um, request for proposal issued by the 12th of June to provide uh, an electronic cadastral system. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I hope to be I hope to be proven wrong on that one.